is past time to go. We are in uh, BHR uh, 6, The Gift of Love. And um, I don't have my box this morning, but uh, it's because we we're getting to uh, application. Um, we have uh, looked at a number of the things, and we will still continue to look at a few more things that are inside of God's love. Uh, because it's not just a word, uh, it, it, is, it is filled with the character of God. Um, when God loves you, he's loving you with all of who he is. Um, and um, so we're going to have a brief discussion this morning. Uh, I, I kind of have not been able to do this to this point, but I actually uh, want to ask a few questions and get some discussion going as we move into the application part of this, uh, where we really figure out in some concrete terms uh, how to love uh, each other and to love others more the way Jesus did. Um, so let's, let's pray together. Heavenly Father, I just want to thank you for the power of your love, for the power of Jesus' loving example, for you caring about us so much that you are mindful of us, you think about us, You are thoughtful toward us from before the beginning of creation. Father, thank you for your amazing forward thinking and plan and purpose and love. Father, help us to to love each other in a more purposeful way. Help us to come to you to receive This love that we need so badly that can heal us and can transform us each day. Father, thank you for the Holy Spirit who resides in us and for the way you pour out this agape into our hearts through him. Father, thank you for this amazing gift. Help us to receive it more completely. Father, help us to express it more completely to each other. And I pray this in the name of Jesus the Christ. Amen. The Apostle Paul said the greatest thing is... That's right. Agape. The greatest thing is agape. The love that God pours out, there's nothing greater than that, better than that. Nothing. It's the greatest thing. Um, okay, quick question. I need you to... I, I actually have two questions, and then I have uh, two assignments for you at the end. So this is how we're getting into application. Um, and then if you want to prepare, we're going to be reading in uh, Galatians chapter 5. Uh, in just a little bit. Um, The questions... Oh, my phone went back off again. We're going to start on the positive side of this, but in order to really apply things, 
If you look at Jesus' teaching, you notice one of the things he does is he will say the thing to do, and then sometimes he'll say the thing not to do. And when the apostles write all of the letters, sometimes what they do is they say, here's what you should do, and then they say, here's what you should not do. This is the way you get to application. This is the way you actually get to discernment. Thanks, guys. Look at these guys. It's wonderful. Um, first question is, uh, I need you to tell me one thing that you do to share, uh, show caring to somebody. How do you demonstrate your caring for someone? How? Examples. Yes? Become an active listener. Well, how does that convey? Yeah. Yeah, so if there is some listening going on, that other person may actually feel cared about. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, did you have one? Yeah, you can uh, frequently check in with a person either by phone or call. Yes. Email. Yes. Frequent contact. Yes. So, right, you're kind of checking on people, you're saying hi, you're checking to see how they're doing. That kind of interaction means something, right? And uh, there's certain people, you know, I, I use the word bug, you know, sometimes I'll, I'll bug people, but, but really you, you need to check in with people. You need to do something uh, periodically or however often you can to actually see how people are doing. Uh, this is part of why human beings a lot of times, you know, ask each other how they're doing. How are you doing? But sometimes, you know, you don't have enough time to hear the whole story. But um, in every language, it's the same thing. You know, you, you, in, in French, if you learn how to say, uh, you know, how are you doing, you can get through a whole day. <laughs> uh, yeah, in fact, they have an abbreviated way of saying it. You know, they, they, they say, ça va? Ça va? You can say, ça va? All day long. How are you doing? It means, how are things going? Ça va? Ça va? Ça va? Ça va? All day long. You say, it's an indicator. It's an indicator. And at the root, there could be real caring. But the way Mike was saying, you know, if, if you actually text people, um, you know, send them an email, you know, every once in a while, just, you know, how are things going, you know, love to talk to you about this thing, can we try to get together, whatever it is, any kind of effort to interact with somebody, um, as long as it's not, you know, prolific and you know, har harassment is <laughs> is viewed as a positive thing. Usually, people, you know, they want to know something about you. Yes. Yes. Uh huh. Right, calling, praying, um, yeah, sending cards. Um, yeah, when, especially when somebody's having a hard time health-wise, I mean, yeah, thank you, Mary. Um, this actually does show some caring. There's no doubt about it. People actually feel cared about. Yeah. Give them a hug. Okay, Mr. Huggy Pants over here. <laughs> 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 
Yeah, okay, I saw that. That little smiley face with the hug, yeah. Okay, so there are many ways of conveying this, but you, you, yeah, you know, Mr. Bear Hug, he, he, he does want to make sure that people are doing all right, and you can tell it, and he is trying to convey that love in, in you know, a lot of different ways, including hugging people. Um, in our church uh, in Lafayette, Indiana, when we were growing up at Elmwood, uh, Jane was there for a while, uh, at Elmwood there's a lady named Thelma Hoyt, and uh, she was just funny. She was funny. She was from uh, Tennessee, and she, she was very funny, um, but she was strong. She was strong. And you talk about a bear hug. This is, this is pre-Allen. She could, she could, like, do chiropractics. Uh, and she's hugging you. <laughs> and Cheryl and I laugh about it sometimes. It's like, that was a Thelma Hoyt hug. <laughs> uh, anyway, some other ways that you show genuine caring to other human beings. Listen. Listen. Okay, now you and Tammy are in the same boat. The listening thing is huge. It's huge. Um, and it's going to be part of one of the assignments I'm going to give you at the end. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll warn you, but it, it has to do with sometimes people talk too much, sometimes people don't talk enough. <laughs> You've seen that, right? Uh, there's some people who don't like to say much of anything, and then there are people who like to talk a lot. And you, so you have two extremes. Um, we kind of need to help that a little bit. We, and so one of the assignments is going to have to do this. We need to help with the people who are a tiny bit shy or don't want to say, use too many words uh, to, to actually ask some questions, ask an open question at least so that you're in the conversation and the other person can talk and tell you some stuff. Um, but if you're a talker, this listening thing is huge. The talker thing, if you, if you like to talk and you're actually able to have enough discipline to not talk and to listen to that other person and maybe ask a, a leading question of some sort and let them go, that is awesome. That really values that person. The other person feels valued. There's, there's no doubt about that. Um, yes? Debbie, sorry. Yes, Alan's hugs. That conveys itself with that hug is anytime you need anything, he's there. Yes. Mm-hmm. And, and that hug is more than just the, you know, right. I'm giving you a hug. Right. But for me, it conveys if I need anything, he's there. I know he's one of the people that I know if I call, mm-hmm. he's, he's going to be there. He's going to try and help him. And, you know, so it, it's a hug with action. Right. Right. Right, and there's, there's actually a serving thing built into that. There's an availability thing built into that. You know, sometimes it's hard, you know, to, to even communicate with somebody. It's, you know, it's hard to get them. Um, but if somebody is reaching out to you and they're making themselves available at different times in meaningful ways, that does convey real caring. There's no doubt about that. And it's, it's, it's great that we have good examples of that all through the congregation. It's really good. Uh, anything else? Something that's 
Yes. And this kind of basic caring toward other human beings that you don't even know out in public, it should be, but it really registers. It's, it's rare enough today that if you actually are thoughtful to a human being you don't know out in public, they're almost shocked. They're looking at you like, wow, okay, that's kind of refreshing. Somebody's not elbowing me out of the way or getting all upset with me. They're actually being kind or courteous to me. Yeah, yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> yeah. Jesus says, turn the other cheek. Yep. Right. Yeah, there are other parking spaces. Um, <laughs> I know, I know. <laughs> okay, so there are some real ways of showing caring. One more here, Tanya. This is Tanya Eggleston, right? Just so you don't, yeah, okay. Yeah, well, we're glad. Yes, Gary Chapman, yeah. Uh-huh. Right. Acknowledgement, just recognition, just just actually recognizing somebody. And I, I actually wrote an article one time about the power of recognition, the positive power of recognition. When you see somebody and you actually look at them eyeball to eyeball, this is in our culture, anyway, in our culture, you don't know who they are, but you actually look at them as if they were a member of our church here, and you treat them in a very kind, respectful way, they, they know. They know what's, that something's going on there that is not totally normal, and they know it's good. They know it's good. Yeah, Gary Chapman's book uh, for marriage, it's, uh, it's, you know, that's, it's, it explains a few things. Um, yeah, serving, gifts, there's a lot of different ways of showing caring. If you get to know somebody well enough, you know, you can kind of joke around with them about certain things, you know. If you know that they really love this kind of thing, I mean, you could actually find something for them and give it to them, you know, sometime. It's, there are a lot of things like that. Yes, or, right, including people doing stuff together, going out to eat, different things, yeah. Yeah, it's, and that's, there's nothing like that. You know? yeah, different times when we have people at our house, you know, not everybody wants to come out to Newmarket, but when we do, it's, it's fun. It's, it's always really fun. It's, it's great. Uh, people are willing to make the drive. It's, uh, it's great. But that, the hospitality thing is it's an indicator. It's like you don't want to do hospitality if the caring's not there. You really do want you know, it to be a a demonstration, or you're expressing the love of God. That's what it's for. It's not, oh, I, I want to feed these people and have to go through all this stuff. You know, No, you're, you're actually thinking, hey, you know, we love these people. We want to care about them. We want them to feel you know, valued and loved. And so you, know, you, you do some things. It's a serving thing. It may be a sacrificing thing. Um, now, since this is Cheryl's question, did you have uh, any examples for this, hon? <laughs> she just got done with the welcome thing. So. <laughs> okay, she comes up with really good questions sometimes. Um, anybody else have an example? Yeah. Honesty 
Yes. Yes. Right. When you're reaching out to people, especially, uh, just just being honest about certain things is, is helpful. It, it, they they know you you're, you care because you're actually identifying with them in some way. You you share the human experience in some specific ways, and that's you know it's it's important to know. Um, okay, my phone went off again. The other side of this is what makes you feel valued or appreciated by someone else from the other direction. We, we kind of, they were going both directions here, but uh, are there anything, anything that has happened to you in particular where you, you just, you remember it, you remarked it, that, that person treated me in a special way. I, I knew that that person cared about me. Yes. Demetrius. Sometimes it's hard to verbalize how much love somebody you actually do it. Uh-huh. You know, it makes a big difference, especially if it's not somebody who's you know, you are thinking you can't do that. Yes. Yeah, so even verbalizing certain things. Um, yeah, you need, if you are thankful for certain people, this is the other assignment. If you are thankful for certain people because they have treated you in a good way, maybe a Christ-like way. Uh, you need to thank God, first of all. You need to pray for them. And you need to give them some kind of feedback. You need to let them know that you appreciate the way they operate. You need to do that. It's, it's important for you. By the way, Demetrius is going to be teaching uh, later in November uh, this class. I appreciate you jumping in and doing that, Demetrius. Um, any other things? Um, Take the negative side of that and say that if I walk up to you and I'm shaking your hand in a group, but I'm looking around to see if there's anybody more important. <laughs> <laughs> okay, now that's a tough one when you got uh, you know 80 people streaming through the lobby. But uh, I, I I always feel bad bad about that actually in the lobby because I can't talk to people fast enough. Right? That's tough. That is that is tough. But uh, what you're saying is, is right, though. If somebody can focus on you, and this is, this is why, you know, during the week, a lot of times, I, I'm, you know, we meet with people a lot, is because sometimes we need to have some focus time, face-to-face time, where, you, you know, they're, they're the only one, and, you, and they're getting some special attention. Um, but when you have almost 500 people, you know, it, it's, it's interesting. It's interesting. Um, but we need to be doing that in some way. Um, some other things, show real caring, somebody's showing real caring to you, Mary? This is Pauline right here, Pauline, Mary. Isn't that beautiful? It's beautiful. Yeah, because they're showing you the love of God. Pauline is showing you the love of God by serving in that way and helping in different ways and 
Yeah, that's that's the love of God. Expressing the love of God. And and you, you get to appreciate that. You know, when your brothers and sisters are doing that kind of thing, man, that's that's the way it's supposed to work. Bob. <laughs> they need you? Now that is very interesting, Bob. And I, I actually had a, a minister friend, an older fellow that I kind of learned some from, um, that he used to tell me uh, one of the best ways to reach out to people was to seek their help. And, and he was saying, relationally, there's nothing like it. You, you, you're, you're needing this other person. You, there's something that they know how to do they're capable of doing and you need help if you're a human being you need help yeah and, and they're willing you actually you know ask them to help you and they end up feeling more useful number one but they actually get a little tie a bond with you that's actually of it's meaningful it's meaningful whatever two human beings try to reach out to each other and help each other in some way you get meaning <laughs> You get meaning. That's God. That's God's design. Now, that's why, you know, caring, that's why this uh, expressing this love uh, because of our trust in God is so important. That's what Paul's talking about to the Galatians. Yes? Can I just add another encouragement to those who are dealing with uh, younger like children? Younger children, yes. They need that same experience. Uh-huh. And when they're little, yeah. having them help us yes. is often more good. But if we don't have them help us, when they're little mm-hmm. and train them in that, yeah. why are we surprised when they don't want to help when they get older? Right. And so taking that time and bringing them on board, you know, can you help mommy do this or can you um, in potlucks, can you help me fill, put some icing glass? Yeah. Letting mm-hmm. them do what they can do and right. bringing them in and being helpful. Right. It, it builds itself with it, builds that relationship that you're talking yes, about. Yes, 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 yes. Uh-huh. <laughs> I remember. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but that's totally a great application. This is another great application. The, the, all these things have to do with applying the Word of God. Yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. We're going to be talking about that all of November. Um, The thankfulness thing is the will of God. You actually want to apply the word of God. You help yourself. You seek God. 
<laughs> you, you ask God's help to become a more thankful person. You want to do the will of God? You become a more thankful person. That's the teaching of the apostles. Be thankful in all circumstances. Yeah, pray about everything. <laughs> pray without ceasing. Be thankful in all circumstances. That is the will of God, Paul says. You, you want to become more godly? You become more thankful. Yeah. Um, these are all application things. You, you, you see what I'm getting at, right? All these things go together. They, they connect up with what Paul is saying to the Corinthians, what he's saying to the Galatians as well. Um, we know the passage about um, planting uh, and harvesting. Uh, and in, in Galatians 6-7, Paul says, uh, you always harvest what you plant. So with your behaviors interacting with other human beings, what you're doing is you're planting. Every time you interact with a human being and you treat them in a Christ-like way, you are planting. You're planting spiritual seeds. And God's going to harvest something good from it. That's the way it works. God's going to harvest something good if you and I express this love that comes out of our great trust of God. Um, yeah, and, and the thankfulness thing uh, dominates the, the whole picture. Um, in 1 John 2.6, we're on page 5, by the way, in the booklet. 1 John 2.6 says, Those who say they live in God should live their lives as Jesus did. You know this verse, right? First right. John 2, 6. Those who say they live in God should live their lives as Jesus did. This is so simple and so profound. And it's why we need so badly to not only receive the love that Christ came to give us, but why we need to learn from Jesus how to express this love that he brought. We need to learn how to express it the way he expressed it. Um, we need to love more like Jesus. Um, and um, so here's the, the, the positive side of this is if love is the greatest thing and you expound, uh, expend a lot of energy trying to care about other people and making sure that they know that they're cared about, uh, you, you do realize that sometimes you can care about somebody and you can show caring to them for a long time but they might not receive it all you know that right okay I just want to make sure you know that it's possible um, but you plant the seeds no matter what because you're following Jesus and out of love comes this this Holiness that God is talking about. Out of, out of holy love, faithful love, comes holiness and faithfulness. Uh, and it's part of why he has loved us the way he has. Because we need help with both things. The holy love of God is meant to translate. It's meant to translate into holiness, godliness, in us. And, um, and in his place, you know, the Apostle Paul is very clear about this. He's saying, you know, that, okay, if you, if you plant bitterness, if you're doing things that show bitterness, uh, you're, you're going you're to get, uh, you know, malice and a bunch of um, destructive things. But if you're actually 
demonstrating or expressing this love, you're going to get um, the character of God, faithfulness and holiness. Uh, human beings need to learn how to be faithful to each other. They need to learn how to be godly. Uh, in our, um, our outreach uh, Bible study yesterday at Dobbin Road in Columbia, we were starting Second uh, Peter, the first chapter, and uh, part of what's being talked about there is the Apostle Peter is talking about godly life and how a godly life looks, why it's important, where it comes from. You know, it had to do with the, the power of God, the holy nature of God. That's where it comes from. Uh, so we look to God uh, for, as our source uh, for, uh, for this, this godliness. Um, and Peter even talks about the, the responsiveness of our hearts uh, in this process, uh, our being responsive uh, to, to God. Um, now, there are some things that get in the way of this. There's some kind of resistance factors. There's, you know, there's some rebellion. Um, there's even revolt, you know, a bunch of things that, that are all a part of Satan's character that sometimes manifest themselves in human thinking and human behavior, but they are not from God. Um, so we're trying to, to keep clear on this, and we'll try to get a little more clarity and uh, then I'll talk about the assignments here in a second. But let me just read you a little bit out of Galatians uh, 5. Galatians 5, 6, and then uh, 16. And I'm, I'm going to pull this out, this one verse, on, uh, on purpose. At the end of verse 6, Paul makes this statement. He says, What is important is faith expressing itself in love. This is pistis expressing itself in agape. What happens with followers of Jesus Christ is they grow in their trust of God. They get closer and closer to God, and they depend more and more on God. And that trust, that trust then allows them to receive this agape love from him. But it also allows them, as they trust God, to love other people because there's a vulnerability factor. There's a danger factor. This is, this is you know, <laughs> human, if you're a human being, you've gotten burned. It is possible to get mistreated or disrespected or burned or whatever, but the, the reality is you, you are, you're the, the God of the universe is sharing his divine nature with you. That's Second Peter, first chapter. He's sharing his divine nature, his holiness, his power with you. With you. So that you can live a godly life. So that as you trust in him, you can express this love. It's the dominant feature. It's the greatest thing. Uh, this is one of the things that everybody out there in the world... They should not only know, you know, doctrinally thing, doctrinal things that are clear uh, about our beliefs. They need to know how loving you are and how much that looks like Jesus. They need to know. They need to know that you are a caring human being because of who Jesus was. They need to know that. And so you you are trying to trust God more and more and more. He's got all the power. He's trying to pour out this holy love on you to help you become more consistent, more faithful. 
So you can express love and courtesy and, and other kinds of encouraging things with human beings who sometimes don't exactly want it or, or want it. It's a very interesting thing, but it's, it's the way Jesus operated. Jesus came. He was not received by everybody, but he came in a determined fashion. Agape is determined. Agape says, the love of God is, has come to you. And even if you can't understand it at this moment, it, it is for you. And I'm going to try to care about you in such a way, if you, don't, if you don't know God, if you're not following Jesus yet, I'm going to try to care about you in such a way that you might just see something about Jesus, something about the love of God that is awesome. It is awesome. Um, and this takes me to, to one little point in terms of our interpersonal interactions. If you and I can't find a way of extinguishing, for lack of a better word, certain uh, disrespectful things that you know, kind of crop in there, we need to like, get better and better and better at respecting each other, at respecting other people, um, so, that, so that there's a possibility. <laughs> you know, there's a possibility that they will realize, man, this guy, this person, is actually respecting me more than some of my own blood family. This human being is actually caring about me in a way that people that I've known my whole life aren't caring about me. You know, that, that's, that's like a message. <laughs> and that was Jesus' message. Jesus was saying, who, who is my family? My family, it's the people who do the will of God. They're, they're thinking about what God wants. They're, they're taking in God's love. They're trusting him for everything. And they're expressing this love that they have experienced in Christ Jesus. Um, and it's an ongoing thing. It's not a one-time thing. It's an ongoing thing. You need to be filled up with the love of God every single day. Every single day. It's, it's an ongoing thing. Okay. The last thing here, uh, this is the most important thing according to the Apostle Paul. And love is the greatest thing. He talks about uh, all of this more in in verse 13 and 14. Um, but then in verse 16 he says, So I say, let the Holy Spirit guide your lives. Then you won't be doing what your sinful nature or the flesh craves. Um, the, uh, he's, he's helping us to sort out some things here. Um, we talked about this a little bit in the Bible study yesterday too, from a different point. But... Um, let the Holy Spirit guide your lives. Then you won't be doing what your sinful nature craves. This is even in terms of controlling. Uh, it's in terms of, you know, just get, wanting what you want. It's a, it's a whole set of things that, you know, are sinful. They're sinful things. Um, it's because you're not just wanting the will of God. You want the will of God above everything else. Um, so um, th this, this is probably more instructive than we can fully appreciate. The Holy Spirit is supposed to guide us. We're supposed to walk by the Spirit. Why? Because the Spirit, verse 22, is producing this kind of fruit in our lives. And it starts with agape. The Holy Spirit is the one who's producing this fruit. And he is going to not only comfort you, he's going to guide you. He's going to strengthen you. 
He's going to help you become spiritually mature. Only the Spirit of God can do that. You can't, you can't make yourself more mature. You have to let God work on you over time, trusting Him, and He will help each one of us to, to mature. This, this is what the Holy Spirit does, and all of these things that are mentioned in 22 are the character of God, and they're things that were inside that box, the gift of love. Um, and he goes on in verse uh, 20, uh, 25, Since we are living by the Spirit, let us follow the Spirit's leading in every part of our lives. Um, th- this, is, this is crucial. You know, if, if I don't wake up in the morning, every morning, and talk with God and submit myself to God, I'm in trouble. I'm in trouble. Now, some people actually think that because I talk boldly about certain things, that, you know, they, I think they might misread that. If you're an evangelist, you better talk boldly. <laughs> you better say the words of God in a clear fashion because the word of God has all authority. And so you have to present it a certain way. But if I, if I wasn't waking up in the morning every single day and submitting myself to God and then during the day trying to submit myself to the will of God, uh, this, this process would not be possible. Um, the Spirit's leading in every part of our lives. Not, not just the church-going part. Every part of our lives. He's trying to lead you. He's trying to help you become more like Jesus in every different situation. In all your relationships. He's trying to help you become more like Jesus. And, and I'm telling you, people will see it. They will see it. Um, and uh, God will use it. He'll, wor- he'll work through it. Um, so there's um, there's a number of things that we could talk about but we are out of time again so I'm going to tell you the assignments Uh, we looked a little bit at Galatians 5 uh, 1 Corinthians 13 is always good to read Colossians 3 needs to be read uh, every day um uh, agape is not controlling, but is building up in freedom. Uh, agape has no oppression or tyranny in it. This, this is why you know this is this is what the love of God does. The love of God does not try to control you. It doesn't try to control people. You know, if you if if people are trying to control other people, that's not agape. It's it's neurosis or something else, but it's not agape. There is, there is, if, if somebody has control issues, <laughs> you, you need to submit yourself to the Spirit because the Spirit's going to help change that, um, no matter who you are. Uh, the last thing uh, had to do with assignments, and the first assignment is make a list of people you are thankful for. Sometimes we do this in Mission One training, but we'll do it in a different way. Make a list of people you're thankful for because you have a healthy relationship. Anybody you have a, a, a healthy relationship with, first thank God for them, and second, thank them. Yeah. If you have something that looks like a healthy relationship, you thank them. Yeah, please. Make a list, thank God in prayer, and then thank them. Thank them in some way. Card, note, face-to-face. Whatever it is. That's your first assignment. Second assignment is, if you like to talk, 
this week, catch yourself, and each time you want to say something more, stop and listen for a little while, even if it pains you. Even if you're squirming, you know, your leg's going crazy, something. You, you go ahead and you just sit there and you try to really hear what the other person is saying. Try to understand what the other person is actually feeling. Try, please. It's, it's of use. It's a great exercise. It's a great exercise. Um, now, who you do this with is important. You need to find a safe person to practice this with. You find somebody who's safe. <laughs> um, and, uh, and if you are kind of shy or reserved, I want you to practice with somebody that's safe and actually ask them a question. Ask them a leading question. Not, that won't be answered in one word. And then you be ready to ask another question. Because what happens is sometimes shy people or introverted people or whatever, sometimes they don't really want to take a lead in the conversation, so they almost don't participate in the conversation. And it's really hard to build a relationship if there's not this communication flow happening. Somebody has to say something enough that you can have something to grab onto to be able to have more communication that's meaningful. So if you're a really shy reserve type, try, uh, try this, but also try not to answer people with just one word. You ever, you ever seen that? Sometimes people will answer a, what could be a very interesting interaction with one word, <laughs> and it shuts the whole thing down. <laughs> That's not too helpful for building healthy relationship. So what I'm saying is, if you're not really a talker, I'm kind of just nudging you a little bit. Pray about it. Try to, to, to operate in a little different way so that the other person has a chance. There's a chance for real bonding. Um, and they can actually get to know you. Um, so um, anyway, we need to express this uh, thankfulness, this appreciation. Uh, the love of God uh, means nothing, nothing, if you and I are not thanking him. It means nothing. If, if I say, oh, the love of God saved me, and I'm not thanking him in the morning and at night and all day long, it means nothing. What does the love of God mean? It means something, and I'm going to be thankful for it. That's the first response. The first way of expressing the love of God is my thankfulness. And other human beings who aren't even following Jesus know that it's a positive thing. It's a positive thing. When, when people are thankful, something's going on. Something positive is going on. And we've got to stop right there. God bless you.